Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to MAP Sports Take. Whether it's breaking news or sports business, this is your home for unmuzzled and unconventional sports talk. With assistant general manager, director of player personnel, and three-time world champion on his resume, David Turner has a thing or two to teach you about pro football. At his side is Ryan Roberts, former college football player, football coach, and NFL Draft Bible's director of scouting. Together, they're here to take you on a deep dive into what goes on in the world of sports. Ryan and David, take it away. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It's a it's Mavs Sports Take episode number 46, live and in person with James Kirkland, co host and force. Brian Roberts had daddy duty tonight, so James was kind enough to greet, greet us and come on live with us this evening and stream with us. We're going to be talking all sorts of good football stuff from the Supreme Court ruling the other day to what's happening tomorrow with the. Um, likenesses and naming lights and licensing and all that as well as the you know, we're going to kick off the show in a little bit talking more about the transfer portal and how coaches are using it to fill in their recruiting mishaps mistakes and problems so we're going to go all the way live like that but f- first let me introduce my co-host james kirkland former nfl scout nfl executive Cleveland Browns, Tennessee Titans, Chicago Bears. He's also worked with the Atlanta Falcons. He's a guy who's been uh, a Duke graduate football player and graduate. He's worked at the University of Illinois as a, a player personnel director. I can go on and on what this man has done in his life and maximized every opportunity thrown his way. How are you this evening, James? Uh, I'm solid. I'm solid other than this bad background we got back there. But... <laughs> Well, you make it sound like I've done a lot, man. Gosh. Man, your resume is deep, and we are, are so happy to have you on tonight and so so happy to have you here. Glad to be here, man. Glad to we be here. We are fortunate you were able to uh, jump in and, and help us out since Ryan's got daddy duty this evening. But, you know, daddy first duty is important. Daddy duty is important. Oh, it's very important around here. We all we always go live with uh, with Daddy Duty, and we want to make sure that you know he's taken care of. He's thrown us some questions for later on to try to okay. kind of help us out. But uh, I mean, how you doing? What's going on in James World? Chilling, man. I'm doing all right, man. I just got back home. I had a little. I had a little two week swing. Had to get a few places across. Uh oh, did we lose? Uh oh, looks like we got a frozen James over there. <laughs> He might have to reboot and come back on, but that is okay. We'll just keep it rolling as as we're waiting on him. Um, you know, here at Map Sports Take, we want to just uh, welcome you all onto the show. First and foremost, if you don't know about Maverick Sports Consulting, we are a consulting business that works with sports individuals as well as individuals that um, that are in just business alike. We help you maximize your opportunities, whatever that that may be. If you are a person that's looking for an opportunity, if you're maybe a, a person looking to get a promotion, we go and we help you identify the areas to strengthen in order to get those opportunities and attract them your way, whether it's social media, uh, autopsy into your in, into your uh, background and your profiles to help promote you better that way, or if it's improving your resume, or maybe it's just improving your interview skills and helping you understand the avenues that are in front of you. 
please feel free to reach out to us at mavericksportsconsulting.com and sign up for one of our packages there. We just helped out a young individual yesterday with a film review to help him understand where his weaknesses and strengths were in his film game so then he can make some improvements over the summer here and hopefully going into his senior year, he can make uh, you know make some strides in order to get better and attract the uh, NFL uh, scouts that are coming down the line his way. These are all things that I've learned over my 18 years of being a personnel guy and a business executive in the NFL, CFL, XFL, and arena football. So if you have any uh, questions, concerns, comments, please put them in the chat tonight. We are here. We are live, and we are able to uh, answer your questions as we go about our business this evening. So when you get um, when you get some time, throw them on in there. You know, when James comes back, he had to power down and come back in. You know, technical difficulties. What are you going to do? You just got to live through them. But when he comes back in, we're going to kick off the show and talk about the college transfer portal. It's, a, you know, something that's really come of age in the last two to three years where a lot of young men are transferring um, from school to school. And uh, maybe as they got recruited, the promises weren't coming to fruition or they weren't playing as fast as they wanted to be playing. So then now they're transferring to other schools. We're going to talk about how coaches and programs are using that um, portal to support their recruiting efforts and uh, strengthen their programs fast. I I know Ryan, if he was here tonight, had an interesting viewpoint. I'm going to bring it to the table with James when he gets back on and talk to you about how we see this as kind of a a troubling tool. Because, you know, as we don't like young men and young women being locked into bad situations, we also know that um, expectations are hard to manage, especially especially for young people. Managing your expectations as you go to college and what's really going to be in the forefront of your um, college career. What does it look like? What is it that you're looking to accomplish in your studies, in your um road to the NFL, CFL, or wherever you're going, um, that is something that we'll talk about and we'll put out on the table. And again, if there's any questions you have, feel free to put them in the chat. We will we will end up uh, answering them before the night's over. Launching into this a little bit before James gets on, it's going to be more of like, think about this. I know it's rough with COVID. A lot of you young athletes and parents weren't able to go into the schools and see where your kid would be going to school at this point in time. You would, you're with COVID, you're doing virtual tours, talking to coaches, talking to programs, academic advisors, all those folks via the internet. And you're trying to, and you're trying to make a decision on where to go. That's tough. Even if you get school visits, it's tough. So now to be able to come go have to do it all virtually, that's really tough on you. And we, we don't exclude that. But questions like you heard a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Coach Terry Edson on from Del Sal High School. And he was saying, you have to know what is their plan for your child, whether it's in softball or football or basketball. What's the plan that that program has for your child? What is the goal in its ac- academic realm? Because everybody from Jerry Rice to Joe Montana to Tom Brady will eventually have a post-playing career. I know Tom's played into his 40s, and that's awesome and all. But eventually, he's going to have to move on from football. And what is his post-playing career going to be? The University of Michigan hopefully has has him prepared for that. 
if you are an individual who is going to an HBCU, a Division two, a Division three program, you know, it's going to be harder road to get to your ultimate life goal, which is playing NFL football. And if that's the case, then you have to know the odds are stacked against you. If they're stacked against you, you have to be able to be prepared to say, okay, I might have to do another job while still pursuing this dream of mine. So what will that job be? Identifying what is it you have a passion for, identifying what you have an opportunity to do, what the program's good at, what the school's good at to set you up, what kind of uh, alumni associations uh, do they bring to the table for you to be able to extend your network while in school and get better at getting where you want to go when your post-playing career is done. That note, the average lifespan of an NFL athlete is 3.3 years. Yes, you heard me right. If you're a 22-year-old athlete, your career is probably going to be done before you see your 26th birthday. If that's the case, are you going to be prepared pre-30 to move on out of sports and into a new job? If your answer is no, then you really have to think about what you did in college. Did you not set yourself up for your next step? Did you not make the right connections? Are you not networking well? Are you not taking advantage of opportunities when they have guest speakers come to town at school? Do you not go watch them, talk to them, grab a business card from them? Um, is that not the case? So you have to really think uh, about all those as you're going through the pro, uh, the the portals and the trials and tribulations. Um, you know, what does it mean? For you, you have to be able to network, grab cards, make impressions of the people that come to your school to talk um, in the different departments and the different disciplines in order to work yourself into a, a position to be successful as you go through life. Because post-playing careers are really, really important. You're going to earn more money in your post-playing career and spend more time doing whatever that job is than you are in your playing career, even if you make it. And the likelihood of making it is um, is <laughs> the likelihood of making it is stacked against you, no matter if you go to the University of Kentucky, Kansas, or even Florida, Florida State, or Alabama. I mean, you might get your cup of coffee, as we call it in the NFL, but is your are you going to have that 10, 20-year career? More than likely not. You're more than likely due to injury, or off-the-field concern issue or somebody else coming out and beating you out for your spot, you're going to be done in 3.3 years. So that all being said, when um, we're talking about the portal coming up, you know, uh, this new transfer portal has over 1,500 kids in it still, and they don't know where their home's going to be for next year. And if that's the case, you know, you have to think about you left an opportunity where a school made a commitment to you and you were working on a degree, you were meeting with those academic advisors, you were trying to get forward uh, and move forward in your post-playing career, um, and you left that opportunity because you weren't getting playing time on the field. I understand that hurts, especially for you young men and young women that are used to being the number one at your high school and maybe the number two at your high school. Um, 
now you got to go somewhere else and compete every day and you're not getting what you feel is a fair shake or the recruiting officer isn't really giving you the opportunity to uh, the recruiting officer sold you on a dream that you were going to walk in and be the man or be the woman at the school. And that's not really what's happening now. You have to suck down your ego a little bit and really digest what's in front of you. Not everybody who leaves their school finds a gem at another school. The grass is not always greener on the other side. It often just gets mowed different. So it looks different. Listen to that. It often gets mowed different. So it looks different. If you see something better, you really should digest it and think about what it is you're looking at before you just go step over the fence and leave the opportunity you're in. Scholarships are hard to come by and you have one and you can use that scholarship for the betterment of your family's overall wealth by getting your degree at the school you're from, by working the system at the school you're at by showing loyalty to that program. As a former NFL scout, if I saw a person jump around from two to three different schools and it was all due to the uh, opportunity not being there in front of them, I questioned how they would compete at an NFL level. Because see, every day you come to work at the NFL level, you are competing against the best of the best. If you And there's going to be adversity. You're going to have an ankle. You're going to have a twisted, you know, foot or something's going to happen. How are you going to handle that adversity? I have to take you and sell you to my uh, superiors as being one of our draft picks, as being somebody that will ultimately, you know, stay in the test of time to get to get on the field, stay on the field and be there. And if you didn't handle adversity in your young career, I can't go and make that argument. You would hold that adversity once it hits you um, at the NFL level and you're getting paid to do it. We seem to have James back, so here we go. There he is. The man, the myth, the legend is back. The internet. Hey, we can't control the internet, brother. Hey, man. Look, so a storm started kicking up right, right about the same time started the show. I mean, big thunder, bang, everything went. <laughs> and, I mean, I don't know. I was panicking. I was like, man, like. Why ain't it coming up? Why ain't it coming up? And I was like, mm, broadband not available. <laughs> so it's a good thing I'm a good talker because I, you know, I was on the, I was on for like ten minutes. So now I'm gonna throw it to you and hear you talk about the transfer portal. What I was saying was, you know, it's not always a uh, the other side of the fence. Even though the grass is cut different, it's not always a better set of grass. And right now we're seeing almost 1,500 young men in the transfer portal still don't have opportunities and yeah. where they could have stayed where they were and work the system, try to get better. But I want to hear your view on this transfer portal now. You know, sometimes you'll think that it's better. These kids think it's better to be in the portal than it is to be on a roster. And to your point, like – Look, the grass may look greener, but you may get over there and it's like, hey, and then, you know, you start walking over there and cut your feet. But a lot of kids are ending up in the portal and not ending up anywhere. So what, what, what's the lesson in it? At the end of the day, the decision you make on the front end, you really need to commit to that. So going to a place and expecting to be the star you were in high school 
there's nothing wrong with that. But if it doesn't happen, you have to be able to deal with the adversity of it. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you've got to be able to say, all right, what part do I play in me not being where I want to be right this second? And what do I need to do to eliminate my coach's objections? That's what I would always tell our young players in Illinois. It's like, look, it's your job to eliminate the objections that the coaches have about you. Now, I can tell you till I'm blue in the face that he's saying, look, you don't know the playbook. But if you don't take the steps necessary to show that you know the playbook, you know, I can't help you. There's no way around it. It's not like you can transfer to another place and they say, well, it doesn't matter if you know the playbook. So you're so great that it doesn't matter that you don't know the playbook that we're just going to put you out there and let you play. It doesn't work like that. It's not, you know, for lack of a better term, it's not high school. It's not high school where you can go out there and just be the best athlete and be able to, to play just based on that. At a lot of high schools, you can't do that. You certainly can't do that at the college level. At the end of the day, there's more that you have to learn. There's more that that you have to challenge yourself on in college than you do in high school. And so the portal, I think, is, is great for the players because there are times they get caught in situations and they need, need a change of scenery. Or, you know, maybe they bit off more than they could chew. Maybe, maybe they're at you know, Alabama, and they can't get on the field at Alabama. There's nothing wrong with that. Can't go somewhere else where you may have a better chance to play. But it's too many guys. I mean, there was one kid, I think he signed with SC, and then he transferred to Texas after a few days at SC. And then after that spring, he transferred back to SC. Like, it, it can't be that. Like, and that's what I was saying while you were fixing the internet. Um, okay. As I was saying, it's like if I'm an NFL scout and I see you transferring three, four times, I'm wondering how you handle the adversity that's in front of you. And then you're not even getting a paycheck at this point. So when you get a paycheck and more adversity hits you, how are you going to be able to handle it? Because you're already showing me not you're not having the maturity to handle yeah. it. You know, at a college level, you know, and like you said, I and again, ninety percent of these kids. They're at like a D3 school and they're like, I'm transferring up. I'm going to South Carolina. You know, I, I'm not getting the exposure I need down here at this level. And so I'm going to get in there. And guess what? They don't get in. They're not they're not yep. ready for that opportunity. And so now they're like stuck. They don't have that opportunity. They just passed on. And then and the and the people around them, they're hype men and women um, hyped them out of a, a scholarship. Well, I mean, <laughs> You know, in our society, you talk to kind of believe in the dream, right? Everybody believes in, you know, there's an exception here that this guy was able to go from D3 and now he's starting at the D1 level or the Power 5 level. Like, guys will latch on to that exception and say, hey, I can do it too. Well, you know, the reality is that's an exception for a reason because it doesn't happen that often. Like, if, if, if you went to Mount Union out of, out, of, out of high school, there's nothing wrong with going to Mount Union and playing D3 ball. There's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of these kids have visions of grandeur. And I'm not trying to, you know, you know, boo-boo on anybody's dreams. But, like, 
bloom where you're planted. Bloom where you're planted. If you really, if you can really ball, it's cats that went to Mount Mount Union and went to the league from there. There are cats that went to Jackson State or you know Southern or Furman or Citadel or wherever that lined up there, did their thing, and went to the league. It can be done. So I, I just the some sometimes there's a lack of reason, a lack of uh, reality, a lack of understanding as to what your situation is. And then you look at you look at some of some of these guys in the portal, they're walk-ons. You walked on at Georgia, and now and now you want to go, you know, somewhere else because, you know, for whatever reason. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough. Well, I think the best piece of advice you just said was bloom where you where you're where you're planted because absolutely if, if you're not able to handle where you're at, how are you going to handle the next test in front of you? You know, and again, like you said, there's coaching changes, there's system changes. You walked on at you know Georgia to be a running back, and they were running the power you know power eye situation. Okay, great, you're a big back. All of a sudden, the coaching change. Now they're running the spread. Totally get it. Totally sure. understand that situation. You want to go find the system and the scheme that fits where you, what fits you as a player, and you sure. have a limited time to make that opportunity hit. Get it. None of us here would ever fault you if we sat you in an interview for the NFL and you say, "Why did you make the switch?" and you gave us that answer, we would be like, "Smart move, smart move." You know. But if you're like, well, there was this guy and that guy, and this coach didn't give me a fair shake, and then my parents told me that I should do this and that, now we're going to be like, uh, buddy, you just don't really seem to understand what you're getting into, and playing and playing, you know, football at the next level, playing professional sports, whatever it is, basketball, football, softball, whatever, is yep. it's a business. And we're making business decisions. We're not worried about your feelings or what your mama and your daddy say. We're, we're, we're yeah. making yeah. business decisions. And if you're showing us you can't handle that adversity at the high school, college levels, and you're always transferring to get in different situations um, that you that you continually feel are better for you, and with, you're, and we're with, not going to be making the argument for you. Correct. And with that in mind, like just like kids have the ability to make business decisions about where they want to go and, you know, if they want to transfer and all that kind of stuff, these programs have the ability, they, 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 they're making business decisions too. You understand? So like it, it, that sword cuts, cuts both ways. Yeah. You can get in the portal, but you know what else can happen? The other thing that can happen is a program can tell you, Hey, look, you're never going to play here. So you need to transfer. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it's tough. It's tough. And I think you're going to see more of that going forward because now you have you have a legitimate way that you can go get players that have college time under their belts. And you can clear your roster of guys that, you know, if they if, if you know, if they just eating, if they just eating training table and wearing the gear, and, you know, you know, talking about how great it is being a part of the team. I don't know how much of that is going to go on going forward, especially with, you know, everything that's that's happening in college football right now. 
Like the the players are 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 you know rightfully so. They're 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 able to have more options about what their futures look like. I mean, I've already seen kids coming out with albums. You know, you got kids coming out with albums because they got name, image, and likeness. They can they can put the stuff out there and, and profit from it. There are kids that got merchandise out already. So it's 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 cool, you know, it's a good thing, but know that now you're really going to have to hold up your end of the bargain. Well, and that's an interesting segue into our next topic, which was the name, image, and likeness part. You know, we had Dylan Gonzalez on uh, not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, and she was talking about being a UNLV basketball player and Mm -hmm. how she was just going to do an appearance, not charge for her appearance to sing a song at a bar, but because a bar was going to charge a cover, the NC2A stopped her from being there. Even though she wasn't getting paid for her appearance, it was because the bar was going to charge a cover to get in to see her, then she couldn't. She wasn't profiting, but they could stop her. Now that the new rule starts tomorrow with name, image, and likeness, where uh, college athletes are going to be able to get paid for their uh, names, their image, and their likenesses, whether it's and everybody's thinking, "Oh, cool video games," but the reality is, again, parents out there, if you need a little help, you know, maneuvering in these waters, feel free to reach out to Mavericks. We can help you. We can help you. Met- and, you know, navigate these waters. Um, James obviously is part of the team. We have uh, other people part of the team that can help navigate these waters for you because it's new. We don't want you being taken advantage of. But one example I would love to share with everybody is let's think about you going to a small school, say a Weber State or something, and the local car dealership wants to put the quarterback's face on, you know, the billboard, Okay. Now you get that deal. You're the quarterback. You got to post on your social media, you driving around in your car uh, that they give you and whatever compensation you have. But now you go and you get busted for a DUI. Not only will you face disciplinary action at the school, but that dealership in your contract will probably have a a code of conduct clause which would say if you do something to embarrass the dealership, they might be able to come back at you to recuperate some of the money, financials, and damages to the car. So that's a pitfall that a lot of young people aren't thinking about yet. They're all thinking bells, whistles, I'm finally going to get paid for my name, image, likeness. But the actual conduct clause is one I think will tripwire a lot of kids going forward. Yeah, I I could see that being... Oh, that oh, that would hurt. That would hurt so badly. Now, I don't, I don't know about that piece, and you know, you know more about that than I do. Um, but I, I think of it um, as a chance for okay, kids want to put themselves out there and that sort of thing. I think that's good, but I also think it, it it'll take away from them working on their craft as well. You know what I mean? Like, so I look at. Um, if you look at YouTube, and obviously YouTube has been monetized, look at YouTube. There are a lot of guys, there are a lot of folks that do skits and all of that kind of stuff, and they end up with sponsorships as a result, right? Now, imagine a kid going down that road of doing skits in order to kind of get his name recognition up and all of that sort of thing, and then starting to get sponsorships. Like, how much time is that going to take? Like how do you how do you build up your brand? Now, 
just because you go play college football doesn't mean that like somebody wants to put you on a billboard or put you in their magazine or let you sponsor their product. That's not what it means. Like part of it is you got to achieve, right? You got to show up and do something, right? There's got to be something more to you than just you wearing the suit and ringing the bell. You understand? So I, I think name, image, and likeness is a good thing. I think kids should be able to profit off of that. But part of the issue in the past has been, like, this dude is a national star. They're selling his jersey in the in the bookstore, and he doesn't he can't do his laundry. You know what I mean? He doesn't have four quarters to go do his laundry. So the part that people forget is, like, you have to do something. You have to achieve. You have to build your name up so that people say, well, we want to attach ourselves to that person. So, you know, I think that's the part that gets forgotten in all of it. You know, I think it's good, but you got to do something first. Well, I agree with you, but I, you know, I'm really um, business side of this, right? Mm-hmm. I start, I've talked to an insurance guy about this because now that they can gain on name, image, and likeness, what kind of insurance policies will they start carrying during their college careers? Because it used to just be seniors that carried the insurance policy on their legs or something in case they got hurt their senior year and draft pick wise. But now, like now that a baseball player that got drafted out of college or out of high school and had a $3 million contract, he foregone and let go went now goes to goes to college and can earn money on his name image likeness what kind of insurance policy are they going to require either themselves their parents or the program to carry for them in order for them to go to that program and play because now they're giving up money if they get hurt look it's going to get very very complicated (laughs) well that's why that's why i loved it for our show tonight because I was like, this is a total business of sports type thing. I mean, and it's not yeah. just men's sports, it's women's sports. Think Absolutely. of a WNBA player. Like, again, we had Dylan on a few weeks ago. And it's like, Dylan, a prime example of what you were talking about. Dylan's playing uh, college ball at UNLV. She's a, a, a name. People all know her in the circle of you mm-hmm. know high school, college basketball. And she was a really good player. But she couldn't do an appearance. Well, if, she, if her pop celebrity started building in college and she was gaining more money doing the pop stuff how much would she have put in to the basketball during the basketball time to keep her scholarship and whatever would she have broken away and went and did the pop stuff just because i was there and now she foregone her her eligibility and everything because she's like i'm done playing ball i can go make more money over here which is a shame because she really loves ball. And when you listen to her talk about ball, like she talks about ball, like we talk about football. She loves basketball. And like she was on here saying, Oh, I went and practiced with these gals and they were trash. And you know, all that stuff. <laughs> and it was just like, you know, I hadn't shot in two years, but I could still outplay them. And, and it was just like, Yeah, she loved playing ball. And I want kids to enjoy school. And with all this business stuff coming in, knowing how to figure out the contracts. How, which contract to take, which one to not take. Like you said, what's going to detract from them, the insurance aspects of it, all these other things that come along with business decisions. I, you know, Again, that's why Mavericks was created, was to help young men and women figure these waters out. That's why we're here. 
But it's also it's like I want kids to enjoy school and that camaraderie and that bonding and yeah. going to a frat party and not worrying about all the cameras around. You know, if you're drinking a Powerade, but you're a Gatorade sponsored player, you know what I mean? It's just it's it's a lot. It's a lot to try to take in. To your point, you'd like them to look, enjoy yourself, develop, you know, master your craft. You'd like for them to do all that. But now, like with this type of income coming in, like, like now you got to think about taxes. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what are, what is, what is, what, what are these programs going to put in place to help these kids build their brand? And if they're, if the kids are more concerned about building their brand than actually doing, than actually getting better at tackle football or, or tennis or whatever their sport is, how does that affect the program? And then, you know, the other thing is like, how do programs make their money? You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, like, I, I just, I think, I think, I think this is going to be a really, really hard transition. And I think there's a lot that hasn't been thought out. I'm interested to see how it plays. I'm interested to see where the NCAA falls on most of this stuff. Because this isn't going to be this isn't going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, and I fully expect for programs to implement their own rules and regulations about what kids can do and what they can't do. And that's, that's what's really interesting because if you are the SEC mm-hmm. and you have Alabama with one set of rules and Auburn with another set of rules, that's not going to fly because you're not going to have a consistent rules across your programs. So now, as the SEC, Pac-12, Big Ten they come out with their rules that will influence recruiting because again, if you are a PAC 12 school and you have more liberal rules and you're in California where it's a hundred percent legal to do all this and everything, but the sec put more stringent rules on won't players now get recruited out West more and overlook the history factor of where they're playing because yeah. now they can make more money while they go to school on their Absolutely. name, image, and likeness. Absolutely. It, it's like the way this thing's going to play out. Somebody's going to have a recruiting edge. And not and, and it's not even just the Power 5 level. How does this work out at D2? How does this work out at D3? How does this work out for women's sports? Like, man, look, this, this is a can. This is – I, I – this – this is a can of worms, man. This is Pandora's box. But, I mean, all this time, you know, programs have kind of hoarded all the money and built all these beautiful facilities and given money to the university and all that kind of stuff. And the kids get an education, which is valuable. And I can speak to that because I feel like my Duke education was valuable. But uh, I could have used a little I could have used a little bread, too. <laughs> You know what I mean? I could have used the, I could have, I could have done a, a few things to maybe take advantage of, you know, who I was, which, you know, I probably wouldn't have got much, but you know, I could have well, done. Again, I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a scholarship player. I was a club athlete in my powerlifting. Sure, so I was able to work a job outside of school, make money, yep. powerlift, get my national accla- claims and everything, and. And it didn't bother me. Like I didn't see the rules and get hindered by them like you and Dylan and other guests we've had on the show. So for me, it's like 
I kind of lived the best of both worlds. I reached the pinnacle of my career because the, the school didn't have a scholarship program for powerlifting. They only had a club program. So I was like, cool. I was a club. I paid to powerlift and I also got to do whatever I wanted. So, you know, it wasn't like I was governed. Um, and, really, and really, like, you don't, in the Power Five program, like, you don't get to do what you want to do most of the time. Most of your time is it's tackle football related. The classes you take are because you can take these classes because they don't conflict with football. And for the most part, like your your schedule, look, you've seen it. You you know it. Hey, look, 6 a.m. to about 8, 9 o'clock at night, your day is accounted for, period. So, again, if you've got a schedule set up like that, how much time do you have to build your brand off the field? And the pressure to build your brand off the field is going to be seeing how they can manage it now um, through their posting, their social media, whatever the requirements are for their deals and how smart the deals are negotiated on their behalf because the least they can do to maximize the most money they can get is going to be the most important part of these. Yeah, it's going to be key for them. It's going to be key for them for sure. Mm -hmm. And and I and again, like I said, the insurance part of this, and you, like you brought up the the taxes part. Are they going to be coming in creating their own LLCs? Are they going to be S corps right out the gate coming out at yeah. eighteen years old? Are they going to Are they going to know how to manage all that? Are they going to wind up you know filing bankruptcy before they go to the league because they couldn't manage their money right? Do they have IRS right. problems now going to the league and everything else? And again, it's. It's just a Pandora's box, like you said, that we're opening up, we're peering into. I think it's going to morph three or four times over the next 10 years before we we truly get a handle on it. Because it'll start a certain way, like you said, Mm -hmm. NC2A or the, the, the different conferences will step in. They'll set some rules. That'll have to be morphed. The kids will learn. Parents will complain. And it'll it'll. You know, there's a lot of pitfalls coming with this name, image, likeness. I saw on Twitter today, I just happened to jump on Twitter to ask for questions for the show tonight. I saw three or four athletes going, hey, if, you, if you're interested in me, hit me up. I'm like, that's how you're promoting yourself is going on Twitter saying, if you're interested in me, hit me yes. up. Yes. You don't have a person going to the companies for you Correct. and saying, I have this lineup of players that's yep. what you need. That's why you need to come to Mavs so we can go to the 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 different places and say, hey, I have yep. this lineup of players. We'll sell you as a collective and we'll take care of that stuff for you versus you as individual players. Because, again, you're dealing with men and women that do business deals all day long. They know how to get over on you. Exactly. And who are you? I don't even know you. Why would I be interested in you? At this point, if I don't like the again, like there's gotta be some name recognition coming in the door. Period. So like I'm offering you my services, but I don't have a track record of anything. So in some ways, I'm asking you for something for nothing. I'm asking you to give me something for nothing. Well, and I could see like, like 
again, if you're a five-star athlete, you're a commit to Georgia, and they want to get you out the box, they might give you a $10,000 signing bonus betting on the come that yes. you're going to turn into something. That can and happen. So they'll, they'll hand you ten grand that you're going to be on the come and your name's going to be big enough. Like you said, that you will develop yes. into something. But understand that contract that you sign will be based on you developing into something. They're not just going to be handing you ten grand a month for the you know next four years while Absolutely. you're in college if you're not doing something for them. If they're not getting a return on their investment, you're yeah. not getting. I mean, bottom line, bottom line, you might be a five star guy out of high school, get that 10,000, but by your junior year, you're not on the field. You know what? We're going to go ahead and terminate this agreement. <laughs> like, it's it's a wrap. I hope you enjoy the money you got because that's it. You know, you know what I mean? Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, and that walk on that we didn't invest in, who took your spot because he's over here grinding. Now Absolutely. we're going to give that contract to him for the next year and a half because he's on the field. His name is out there. His yeah. Name is yeah. Put him on, on the cover of your brake pads because he, he he stopped you from having to worry about that hole you had in your <laughs> roster. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, oh, it, yeah. Like, man, this, this thing's going to be complicated. And I, I can't I can't say that enough. I can't say that enough. This is not going to be easy. To your point, it's probably going to be three or four iterations of it. It's this thing is going to have to, you know, grow and evolve, you know, before we really have some some understanding about what's what's happening here. There's going to be a some lot of tears as we peel this onion back. There's going to be a lot it, of tears. It, it is. It is. It's going to be like it's going to be like COVID was, where it's like nothing's for sure. Everything's changing every two seconds. Like it's, this is going to be hard. This is going to be hard. It's yeah, be and hard. I'm glad to bring it to the audience tonight as we're on the cusp of it getting interjected to tomorrow. And you know, yeah. a lot of things that people haven't thought about. Obviously, I run MaverickSportsConsulting.com, and we are all about you know helping young people maximize every opportunity. And this is just another opportunity in, in their way that we can help them, you know, manage their, their career as they move forward. Um, and we can, you know, grind it out with them and stand, stand with them as they get involved in all these business deals, making sure what's right for them is what's happening both on and off the field for them. So that being said, the Supreme court had a big ruling came out last week. Right. So, yeah. and I'm going to, I'm going to let you run point on this one. Cause I know you got a strong opinion on it. But I, I'm glad that we're going to talk about this, too, because I think it folds in to everything we're talking about tonight. Well, I mean, ultimately, I mean, the the, the the Supreme Court basically came out and said, hey, look, the NCAA cannot continue to obstruct uh, student athletes from getting educated related compensation. OK, so, I mean, that's that's not necessarily pay for play. Um, which I think is what 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 most people kind of look at and say, oh, they oh they about to get paid now they about to get paid. Well, no, it's not quite that, but it's 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 another rung in the ladder. Okay, so now you can't stop a school from saying, look, we want you to come in and play tackle football, obviously, right? So you're gonna get you're gonna get um, 
You're going to get everything paid for. But in addition to that, we're going to make sure you have a laptop. We're going to make sure you have all the equipment you need in order to further your education. And matter of fact, if you graduate within three, you know, in three to four years, we'll 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 kick in on the graduate degree as well. You see what I'm saying? So it, it, it'll it's a, it, it increases the, the benefits that that a school can actually offer a kid right out the gate. But it's more on the education side than it is just the straight. Hey, we need to get paid and get part of the bowl money. So in a, in a sense, in a sense, like now, the student athlete is now going to have a little have more control over their name, image and likeness, which is a big thing. And they also will end up being able to increase their compensation on the education side as well. So it's, it, this is kind of a big deal um, that can also give programs an edge on the recruiting side of things. You know, I you know would I go to Furman knowing I'm going to get a master's or go to Central Florida knowing that they're just going to do the regular year-to-year scholarship? You know what I mean? Like, you know, the other school is sweetening the pot, per se, on the education side of things. Now, I do think um, a lot of student athletes don't consider the education piece as much um, when they're making their decisions. But I do think this is a this is a definitely a plus for every student athlete. Like you can really set yourself up. Uh, on the education side of things, because I think that's where it's at, to be honest with you. I love tackle football, but you know what? Everybody don't get to play in the league. That's the bottom line. Everybody doesn't get to go. So if you can set yourself up on the on the education side of it, that's a win. And I think this 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 case, this decision by the Supreme Court to allow more education related compensation, I think that I think it's a big deal. I think, I think it's going to be an edge in recruiting for a lot of schools. I really do. I really do. And I agree. I think, honestly, Dell, Microsoft, all these programs, uh, all these companies are going to launch into, some, you know, giving the, the schools a sponsorship program with their products as a supplier to, to these. To these uh, it's going to be like Nike Reebok back in the day. You're going to see – you know, who's getting the iPad pros and who's getting the Mac products and who's getting this and that. And it's going to yep. be a Mac school and this and that school, because now they're getting people in college that get their brand new MacBook and used to using a Mac product. And now they're creating that kind of, you know, uh, loyalty program from a college student and athlete all the way through four years that they get to use these MacBooks their, their whole career and take it with them when they graduate. That's as long as they graduate, Absolutely. you get to take it with you or take we'll give you a new one on graduation day. You know, there's a lot of these benefits that you're talking about yes. that um, again, in recruiting and it, and the power five schools will, I think initially benefit from this initially sure. because sure. of the exposure they can give to those product lines but it's also another way where we're going to see a separation in generating income for your program where D2, D3s, smaller D1 programs, HBCUs aren't going to be able to compete because they won't be receiving these kind of sponsorship deals um, because their exposure is not as 
uh, grandiose as the power fives are. Sure. Well, I also, but see, I, I do think that, say, like um, Ivy League schools that aren't necessarily handing out scholarships, they, they look, the, the appeal of being able to go to Harvard and make sure that you have, you know, laptops and any other education related stuff that you may need, that, I think that can, I think that can be appealing. That can, that can, I, I know kids that, that having to compare between a, a offer from, you know, a, a mid-major, a, a group of five school and an Ivy League, League school. And they really like, they're like, man, I don't know, man. I, I think I got to do this Dartmouth thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if Dartmouth can sweeten the pot a little bit against that scholarship and say, hey, all your education stuff, we got that. Like you, 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 you're you're good to go. Right. Not necessarily not necessarily a scholarship, but you know, with their aid package and some some other some further benefits, I think it can help schools like that. I really do. I think it puts them in a position where they can sweeten the pot and the education that they offer is is very, very attractive already. So if they can add to that, that's huge. That allows them to maybe get another player or two that they may not have gotten in the past. So I, I, I honestly, I see a lot of upside for for on, on this year. I see a lot of I see a lot of upside for Ivy League schools, um, schools that really have a focus on education. I think those schools will have a distinct advantage with this decision, in my opinion. And I, I don't disagree with you at all. And I, I think as long as they can afford to supply those benefits to the kids. As we just learned coming out of COVID, a lot of programs like Penn State took loans to make their programs and things and just be able to pay their bills with their coaches. And now and now they have to sweeten the pot on recruiting and all these kids have an extra year and, and, and. It just becomes so hard to pay for everything. And we're seeing a cause – a, a conglomerate of, of decisions from Supreme Court to name, image, and likeness to portals to all this stuff happening right now. It's just uh, it's a very strong transitioning time that we see uh, happening in college football and college athletics overall. I think, I think the, um, the environment is changing so quickly and um, in some ways – so completely that like it like it's gonna it's gonna take a while number one to 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 figure all of this out and the other thing is like a lot of people are gonna have to open their minds to something that's completely different from the way it's been done in the past you know i, I mean we talk about that in tackle football right the game's always changing you got to be able to adjust and adapt to what's happening well, that's what's happening to the college athletic landscape as a, as a whole. So, I think I think you you'll see you'll see you know ads, coaches, folks that have been around for a long time. Some of them may opt out of this whole thing and say, "Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and retire. You know, I want to I'm going to watch this from afar and see how this thing plays out because it's." 
this is this is it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be it's a different world. It's a, it's a different different environment than anything we've ever seen. And I think there's gonna be some benefits given that people thought would fall in line in this new ruling. And then, oops, did I make a mistake? Ask for forgiveness, not for permission. Type kind of things happen, and then all sure. of a sudden programs are going to get their hands slapped and you know things are going to happen that way as well because it's all a learning process and it's not a yep. clear navigating chart right now at all at all at all and that again like what's a hand slap going to look like in this environment because you're not going to be mad at people for saying all right I, look I, I'm, I just wasn't sure how to how to do this they make that argument I mean what do you say to them are you no bowl games for two years? I mean, like, nah. <laughs> nah, he's not going to do that. You know, you want to give people a chance to be able to figure this thing out. And the, the hard part is actually trying to regulate all, the, all of it. It's, it's just, I mean, you're, you're essentially things, it's going to be quite a bit of chaos, I think. I think it's going to be quite a bit of chaos. Um and the folks that will come out on top will be the folks that can create order out of this chaos. You know what I'm hey, saying? The people that made the most money in the uh, gold rush weren't the the gold the miners. It was the people selling the pitchforks and the and the and the shovels. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so same thing here. It's like you know, yes. uh, I mean, absolutely. If you're selling absolutely. pitchforks and, and shovels in this situation, <laughs> you're going to come out smelling like roses. Yeah, you got you got to read the tea leaves and, and project a little bit. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there, I think I think it's just that all of it's very cloudy. It, it's it's very cloudy, and how do you move going forward? You know, a lot of people have answers, um, but it, it's it's this thing is evolving. It's evolving, and so I mean, what you want is you you want folks that can adjust and adapt. And be fleet as as the as the landscape changes. Yeah, and it's going to be a flowing landscape for a while, <laughs> you know. Exactly. But then I, I I think my biggest takeaway from the show, and then I'll let you go. I really think it's it's it, it sums up everything that we talked about tonight. Is that you're going to have to find the right people around you and circles around you to understand how to navigate all these waters, whether it's making the right decision to go into the portal, making the right decision on your name, image, and likeness, or knowing which program to go with, with the benefits that they can offer your educational, uh, educationally, because everybody has a post-playing career and setting yourself up for post-playing career is very important. So, you know, for me, my biggest takeaway is making sure the circle you put around you is educated and ready to help you with all this adversity coming at coming at you. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. I I can't knock any part of that. I can't knock any part of that. Um, but what I would say is, um, the decisions have to be made on criteria that aren't so fleeting. Okay, and and by that I mean, you know. You can't make your decision based on, I love this coach, man. He He's just great, man. You can't make your decision on that because that coach may be gone in two years. That decision has got to be made more about, all right, what kind of education am I getting? 
you know, what's the upside here for the long run? There's got to be some understanding of what the long term big picture looks like. And that's got to be the basis of the decisions that you make. Um, Jumping in the portal, there are a lot of valid reasons to do it. A lot of valid reasons to do it. Last thing you want to do in terms of jumping in the portal is be impulsive about it. Impulsive and and not seek good, solid, realistic advice from somebody who knows, even if it's something you don't want to hear. Most of the time, the folks that tell you what you don't want to hear are the folks that really have your best interest at heart. You know, so that actually lends itself more to what you're saying in terms of putting people around you that you can rely on solid people that are willing to tell you the truth. Okay. And then obviously with the, the education related compensation to me again, like I think, I think, I think that's a great thing. And that's coming from a guy that I, I made, my decision was made based on my education and that came from, my grandmother, uh, my mother, my stepfather, like they were my high school football coach, Chris Beal, like they were adamant that, look, you might be able to go to Georgia, but it would be a lot better if you went to Duke or even Furman because you're going to have a better chance to get a better education that will benefit you long term. And, you know, obviously, you know, I just love Georgia because they wore silver britches like the Falcons. And you know, <laughs> I love I loved Herschel Walker and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, that's that that probably wasn't gonna be the best decision for my future. So that's another one that of course lends to your point. You gotta have good folks around you that have your best interests at heart. Period. You gotta overlook the silver britches. You got to overlook that. That stuff is fleeting. It's fleeting. <laughs> I mean, shucks. Think about this. Do the Falcons even wear silver britches anymore? <laughs> uh, they got some. They got some in the uni. Yeah, they, still got, they, got, they got 17 uniforms like everybody else. <laughs> I was like, you know, that stuff used to be cool. But, you know, having one, you know, a home uniform and an away uniform used to be cool. Now, I mean, you go to a school, you might not wear the same uniform the entire time you're there. So it's like... I mean, you gotta you gotta base those decisions on something solid. So you, the, the, the foundational decisions are based on education, process of being in the school, what's the culture of the school, what's yeah. the likelihood of getting your degrees, what's their again alumni process to get you connections moving forward, getting you set up for your post playing career. Even Tom Brady at some point is gonna retire and you know he's gonna lean more on not only those rings he won, but on his Michigan education to help him maximize that next opportunity for himself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nowhere well, I want to thank James. Obviously, James, tell everybody where they can find you, what they what, what you got going. And uh, and now uh, thank you so much for co-hosting with me tonight. Oh uh, no, man, look, it was an honor and a pleasure. I hate that uh we had the power outage, but we <laughs> we survived it. We made it through that. Um you can find me at at uh, Big Kurt ninety four on Twitter. Um, right now, I'm, I'm more or less I'm I'm I'm, free, I'm a free agent right now. I'm kind of freelancing in terms of evaluating uh, evaluating players and 
anybody who needs any advice on the evaluation process, all that sort of thing. So, you know, I'm, I'm open. I'm on LinkedIn as well. You can just find me under James Kirkland. Um, so I'm easy to find. Um, if there are questions you need answered, please feel free to reach out. I'm usually pretty responsive that way. So, um, you know, I'm sure I'll get into some other things going forward, you know, with books and media and all that sort of thing. But none of it's uh, I don't have it firmly set up and solid right this second. So nah, we're, we're working on things. He's alluding to all the stuff we're we're working on behind the scenes together and getting him more incorporated into Mavs. And if you need to get a hold of James, feel free to get a hold of me and I get you in contact with him. Um, mm-hmm. Any which way about it, you know, it's all family when it's James and I and and I'm mean, shooting on this man for 18 years. So, you know, grew up uh, under his wing and still living there as a big time knows. It's, it's, I'm just trying to be a big Kirk like him. Hey, we all we all just trying to learn, man, just trying to learn and, and, and be productive. That's that's all we're trying to do, trying to help as many people as possible. It's real that's simple. It. Everything's with a good heart involved. And thanks for everybody who's listening, who's going to download and listen. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go to anywhere where you find your podcast. Download Mass Sports Take. This is episode 46. We're coming up on 50. If you got any ideas on what you want to see on episode 50, because, you know, obviously we're going to do something big, feel free to start hitting me with those so we can get them set up. But um, the next episode is my favorite because it was my high school football number 47. So episode 47 is coming. I'm going to have to bring some, some heat for that because that's, right. that's the old jersey number. But uh, if you guys have anything, questions, anything you need, anything you want, please go to mavericksportsconsulting.com. Go to uh, social media, mav underscore sports. You know, find us, lean on us, help, help yourself to our experience by leaning on us and uh, bringing us into your fold, into your camp and uh, making sure you we can do as much for you as we possibly can. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mav Sports Take. Connect with us on social media, share your thoughts on today's episode and tell us what we should take on next time on Mav Sports Take. Want more from our hosts, David and Ryan? Visit maverick and learn how we can help you take the next step in your sports career. Until next time, this is Mav Sports Take. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.